About 15 minutes. Stand by in just a moment. Reba McClone and Josh Scramlin will introduce you to our brand new Alice in Dairyland. Abigail Martin from Milton was selected from the Field of Five on Saturday evening at the Alice in Dairyland finals down in Monroe. She is going to assume the responsibility as Wisconsin's Agriculture Ambassador officially on June 3rd. Details on that coming up. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the beef industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Beef Month in May. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Well, we're well into the 70s now in Wisconsin. Not temperatures, but in the number of Alice in Dairylands that we've, or Alice's in Dairylands that we have. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And over this past weekend, Pam, down in your area, just uh, west of your barn, pretty active, wasn't it, Saturday and Friday and Thursday, for that yeah, matter? that's right, Bob. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Green County stepped up and hosted the five finalists, as well as all the agricultural supporters for the Alice in Dairyland finals last week. And Saturday night in Monroe was the big night. Those five finalists making their final presentation before the judges and before that audience at Turner Hall, our own Josh Scramlin, fresh new face on the farm department team, and Reba McClone were in the audience as the new Alice was selected. They had a chance to catch up not only with that new Alice, but also get a little sense of all the support that the Greene County Ag Chess provided for the event. Hi there, guys. Reba McClone here. The auditorium at Monroe Middle School was packed and filled with excitement at the Alice in Dairyland finals. Five young women participated in a three-day-long public interview in an attempt to become the 72nd Alice in Dairyland. Not only was the next Alice crowned, but the announcement for the host of the 73rd Alice finals was made public and Walworth County will be hosting in 2020. This year, they also announced that Dunn County will be hosting the 74th and Dane County will be hosting the 75th Alice and Dairyland Finals. The moment everyone was waiting for was the announcement of the 72nd Alice and Dairyland, and cheers erupted from the crowd as Abigail Martin of Milton was called forward. I was able to talk to Abigail about her background and being selected as the next Alice shortly after the announcement. 
I grew up on my family's fourth-generation dairy farm right next door in Rock County. I graduated from Milton High School, where I was active in 4-H and FFA, and then attended the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I majored in dairy science. All of these experiences have definitely helped shape my love for the dairy industry and Wisconsin agriculture as a whole. You were just named as Allison Dairyland. How are you feeling in this very moment? My legs are still a bit shaky, but I'm extremely honored and humbled to be chosen and entrusted with this really important role of promoting Wisconsin agriculture all across the state. And what made you want to be Alice? Alice has an exciting opportunity to reach consumers all across the state, and so I'm excited to um, help connect agriculturalists to consumers and really promote the diversity of Wisconsin agriculture that we have to offer not only in our state, but locally, regionally, and globally. And what is one of the events that you are looking forward to most in your upcoming year as Alice? Well, June Dairy Month is one of my favorite months of the year and just kind of kickstarts Alice's year off. So I'm really excited to get out there on, on farm to those dairy breakfasts where we can eat pancakes and eggs and, of course, enjoy a good glass of milk. And during, the prep, during your preparations for Alice and the intensive interview process, you guys were able to meet a lot of industry professionals. Can you tell me a little bit about those experiences that you had in this preparation time to become Alice in Dairyland? Yeah, I had um, the opportunity to tour a lot of local businesses and preparing for Alice, Alice in Dairyland. And um, as I've said before, I just love meeting people, and it was great to be able to connect with even more Wisconsin agriculturalists and learn what they do and why they do it. And it's their passion that reignites my passion for Wisconsin agriculture. And although for Abigail Martin it was a night of excitement and the start of a new journey, for the 71st Alice in Dairyland, the feeling was a bit different. Josh Scramlin has more. Thank you, Reba. I had the opportunity to catch up with Caitlin Riley, as you said, the 71st Alice in Dairyland, backstage before the 72nd Alice was crowned. And she told me that as she's on her way out, she doesn't really know how exactly to feel. It's a lot of mixed emotions because, yes, I'm incredibly sad, but I know I can't be selfish because another woman does need to step forth and take this opportunity. I'm grateful for the many opportunities that I have had to learn about Wisconsin's agriculture industry because that's why I applied to be Alice. It's not about wearing the tiara and sash and all the perks of the program. Although those are great. It's about the chance to be able to spend a year and travel and tour the many industries that bring diversity and success to Wisconsin agriculture, whether it's cranberries, mink, ginseng, or so much more. But I kind of had a tear-jerking moment as I was leaving for my rehearsal today back to the hotel to prepare for finals, and this little girl on the sidewalk was waving at me as I was driving past in my car, and I just had a heartbreaking moment of knowing those days are coming to an end. Well, I saw the car parked outside. That's a pretty sweet ride. It is. The Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board is one of the great sponsors and partners of the Allison Dairyland program, and so they give us a vehicle wrapped in ears of corn fueled by E85 and that's great too because not only does it provide opportunities for people to chat in their cars when they see you driving across Wisconsin but there are small moments to have conversations about the importance of our state's ethanol industry at the pump when people approach you and say that's a cool car what do you do? Obviously you've done a lot in the last year but what would maybe be the one thing or a couple things that you would be most proud of during your time as Alice? 
I think one thing that I'm most proud of, or at least more appreciative of during my time as Alice, is I knew that I was going to enjoy State Fair. I knew I was going to enjoy World Dairy Expo. But one of the industries that I really connected with that shocked me was our Christmas tree producers. You know, we have more than almost 900 Christmas tree farms throughout the state of Wisconsin. And I got the chance to really connect with them because Alice does a traditional first Christmas tree cutting. And that was a blast because I'd missed the pre-cut portion of the tree and I just sawed it all the way through. But then I was able to bring it full circle and this spring go and ride on the back of a Christmas tree planter and try to plant my own crop. And why I think that really stands out to me is because I know I often say people are disconnected. They don't understand what goes on in agriculture. There was something that I was disconnected from and I don't know what goes on in that area of agriculture. And I think it's a message for all of us, whether we're consumers or producers, that we all have something to learn and we all need to keep sharing our stories to educate others. In the last year, in just the role overall, how has this role changed you as a person, as a professional, as a farmer? Do you want to elaborate on that? I think this role would be difficult to have without changing throughout your time. And I think the biggest way that I have changed is not only feeling more comfortable in my speaking abilities, but also feeling more comfortable in speaking about industries outside of dairy. I was raised in one of the 96% of Wisconsin dairy farms that our family owned. I entered the news business because I wanted to promote agriculture, but I realized quickly I kept doing dairy stories or stories about cheese, and I wanted to be more comfortable in delivering those presentations so we give the full face of Wisconsin agriculture. It's hard because I think we can go a lifetime in traveling and touring Wisconsin and not know all there is to know about our state's farmers and processors. But I think that's the biggest way that I've been impacted is that now I feel more confident in understanding and having those elevator pitches or those quick conversations in any aisle of the grocery store. So you're the 71st Allison Dairyland. There were 70 before you and it's probably a little easy for all of them to run together. But what do you think, looking back, people will say, you want to know something? I remember Caitlin Riley as Alice because of... I think they'll say I remember Caitlin Riley's Alice because she wasn't afraid to share the whoops moments. You know, I had all these photos where my hair was a mess or maybe my my sash was all twisted around, but I didn't want to hide those and throw those in the delete pile because I wanted to show that I'm human and Alice is human. A lot of people, as you said, they look at the wall of former Alice's and they see perfection. And those women do really emanate the image of beauty and agriculture in Wisconsin. But I hope when they look at me, they say, this is the relatable Alice. This is the Alice who didn't care. She had to put on muck boots or she had to put on high heels. She was just willing to chat with anyone. What would be the piece of advice that you would give the 72nd Alice? I would tell the 72nd Alice a similar piece of advice that I was given when I started my year. And it's that you only do have one year. So make sure you make every step count. Introduce yourself to as many people as possible because you never know who you will meet that can have an impact on you or that you can impact and take as many pictures as you can because you can't go back in time and recapture these moments and they're going to be great stories to tell from years to come. Caitlin, thank you so much for your time. It sounds like you've had the best year of your life the last year. you still got about a month left and thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As her time comes to an end is Alice. Caitlin hands the baton off to a very, very qualified candidate. Abigail Martin is the 72nd Alice in Dairyland, and she hails from Milton, Wisconsin, located in Rock County. And as Reba previously stated, the next three host counties were announced on Saturday night. 
In 2020, it'll be Walworth County. In 2021, Dunn County. And in 2022, Dane County will serve as the host of the Alice Finals. If you'd like more information on the brand new Alice, you can head to our website, fabulousfarmbabe.net, or like the Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Did you suffer a loss from the recent wind or hailstorm only to be let down by your current insurance company? When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009, Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. do. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying a suspect involved in a hit-and-run on Madison's south side. On April 27th at 11.10 p.m., Madison police officers responded to a traffic incident at Warwick Way and Seminole Highway. A 68-year-old man suffered a broken leg after being struck by a hit-and-run driver on that Saturday night. The pedestrian was crossing Warwick Way at Seminole Highway when a car knocked him down. The car is believed to be a silver Ford Mustang and had just come off an exit ramp from the West Beltline Highway when the collision took place. There is currently no video footage or still images of the incident that would depict the collision or the suspect vehicle. However, if you have any information regarding this hit-and-run traffic incident, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. So is there some kind of magic elixir that can strengthen your children's brain, immune system, cardiovascular system, and help them sleep better? It's not magic, it's being active. Try for Schools is hosting the Sun Prairie Kids Triathlon Saturday, June 22nd at Sun Prairie High School. Scholarships are available if financial assistance is needed. Register today for the Sun Prairie Kids Triathlon at tryforschools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Dental Health Associates and Midwest Family Marketing. Killing up every inch of land in the state, except Lambeau Field. That there's consecrated ground. It's Pam Yonke and the Wisconsin Farm Report. Almost 519. Now, maybe that is the only good news that I can bring for folks this morning. It does look like we are going to be able to get maybe a little bit more field work done uh, this week. If the forecast holds true, let's find out about it. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Got a phone call this morning from Kirby Ron up in La Crescent. He did get about a tenth of an inch of rain in uh, overnight activity. I know that uh, there's other folks out there this morning, Stu, if they were aggressive putting sensitive vegetables out or something like that, they might have to take a look at them. There was, I guess, a frost advisory in for some folks this morning. There was a frost advisory in even at Madison until uh, 8 a.m. this morning. It went up toward La Crosse and, and Oshkosh, or toward Fond du Lac and Oshkosh, excuse me, as well. So, yeah, it got a little cool. If you put something out and you were in a hurry this weekend, boy, if you didn't take care of it last night, pay attention. You may be in for a little shock. It got just a little bit cooler in the nighttime, but high pressure is settling on in. And although it got cooler overnight, 
I expect that means today a little sunshine, and boy, we all like the sound of that, and it will allow for those temperatures to warm even a little more nicely than yesterday. Up into the 60s today, yesterday's high in mid-50s, around 60 or so, will be a good 5, almost 10 degrees warmer than that today, so there is mild air building in. Let's look at a high pressure, <clears throat> excuse me, a high pressure system in the Midwest, and that's the reason that there's going to be this nice sunny start and a very fine day, no doubt. But some clouds develop at La Crosse yet late today because the next system will approach a little low out of the west, dropping a cool front in out of the northwest. There's some scattered, very light rain way off in North Dakota this morning. That's a sign of things to come. Oh, not that we're going to get a lot, but that rain chance will pop up. And in fact, it could happen already really late Tuesday at La Crosse or Mauston into Tuesday night for the rest of us. You know, a tenth of an inch or so. That could be about all there is we have to deal with. And in fact, by midweek Wednesday, the sunshine will return. Those temperatures will still be moderating. I expect by Wednesday, the first day this week, that we really have above normal temperatures. With that, there'll be some sunshine, a fairly good drying pattern. We'll watch a front drop through, though, become a bit stationary. Another disturbance oh, on toward Thursday could mean another small chance of a shower or thunderstorm. That may be a little greater possibility than what's coming up toward late Tuesday or Tuesday night. We'll check forecast details right after this. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. Plant with confidence for an early season win and an end of season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, tank mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. All righty, Stu, give us a couple more details on this weather. It sounds pretty good so far. It really does. Of course, that little frost advisory this morning, if you didn't cover them up, it may be too late. But otherwise, sunny skies building in today. A few more clouds this afternoon at La Crosse. Not a bad day. Mid-60s could be a few upper 60s at La Crosse. The north wind's about 5 to 10. Overnight, we stay on the mostly clear side and still cool low to mid-40s. The northeast winds become south late, only about 5 to 10, not much there. Tuesday, mostly sunny skies. The clouds build in again at La Crosse, even Mauston with a slight rain chance Tuesday afternoon. Otherwise, still a pretty fair day, mid and upper 60s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. That chance of rain Tuesday night lasts into Wednesday, but the sun returns Wednesday. For a lot of us, we have around 70 degrees, maybe some upper 60s in the west, and the west and north winds will be at 5. So not real windy, Pam, but a lot more mild. But by Thursday, I think we'll actually have some rain. We'll all talk about at least just a little in the area. All right. I'll be curious to see how much we got done over the weekend. Stu and I were talking about, you know, the little things like we we had to mow lawn just because it was ready. Uh, Some fields still a little wet, but I did see uh, quite a few folks trying to make uh, progress getting some stuff planted. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on wherever it was dry enough. So everybody's on the edge watching. Yep, that's right. All right, buddy. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks.
See ya. Stu Mox, Ag Meteorologist, along with us on a Monday morning. All right, let's talk about what's going on out there temperature-wise. It really is uh, dependent on where you are. La Crosse, you're starting off with clear skies, 41 degrees. Mauston, you've got clear skies, 37. Fond du Lac, clear skies, 37. Oshkosh, clear skies, 39. Madison, clear skies, 43 degrees. So, again, it really does depend kind of where you are on uh, what kind of a risk you're running for that possible... Uh, frostiness this morning. So if you got something sensitive out there, hopefully it didn't succumb. Coming up after 5.30, we are going to visit with another one of the honorees from the Wisconsin Meat Processors Association Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He uh, has been in the meat processing industry his whole life. For some of you that uh, have been around for a while, do you remember that Oscar Meyer, that Madison uh, plant, it actually used to bring live animals in to slaughter. Larry Clark's going to tell us all about it and his experience with Oscar Meyer and other meat processors after 5.30. It's 5.25 now. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone. All artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. 
or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawist.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. If you could get exactly what you wanted in a planter, it would give you unrivaled speed so you could blow through tight planting windows. It would deliver precise spacing, singulation, population, and depth control like never before. And it would offer fewer excuses so your yield potential could reach its full potential. Accurate to 10 miles per hour, the John Deere Exact Emerge from Sloan Implement. Exactly. Upgrade your John Deere planter to Exact Emerge technology with a retrofit kit from Sloan's. Act now to lock in your Sloan Implement deal. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. You live the way you want to live, but do you live where you want to live? Chris from Right on Target Real Estate. With interest rates where they are, you could own for less than what you're paying for rent. We have a system in place. Whenever a matching house in the neighborhood of your choice comes on the market, it notifies you so you don't miss out on the best deals when they hit the market. Ask about our recent college graduate incentives. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. Do you believe that a, a Big Ten team is warranted in this discussion, and do you think we got it right with Ohio State, I think the four that kind of separated themselves, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan State, and Ohio State, do you think out of the four, Ohio State was the right choice? No. No? Well, what do you mean? Tell? No. no. Well, he's got a right to his opinion. Let, um, let the man speak. Let's see. Just from personal experience with both Iowa and Minnesota, both as a fan and as an employee of the athletic department, Ohio State is not even... There's hate... And then there's rivalry. If we're going for hate, I mean, you can hate anybody you want. Hate, 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 that's, hate, hate. that's not a... RJ, I don't know you, but, but I, I hate, hate your guts. In, in sports, more things are based on rivalries than hates. Okay, so why... I want to get back to the Michigan State and the Ohio States and the Minnesotas. Then why with the Cubs, who have become the Brewers' biggest rival? I don't think it's even close uh, that they're the Brewers' biggest rival. But I think most people say, like, especially Cubs fans are annoying as all get out, and a lot of Brewer fans can't stand Cub fans. So you kind of check both boxes with this Cub-Brewer rivalry, don't you? We can't yeah. stand them, and they are without question the Brewers' biggest rival right now. There's there's a good one right there. And for the Packers, I think it depends on what part of the state you're from. I agree with that. Milwaukee and Madison True. fans, most of them say the Bears. Why do I hate the Bears so uh, much? You go, you go to the western side of the state and a little more north, a lot of them say the Vikings. So yeah. that one's more of a split. I couldn't believe to that point, RJ. I dated a girl in college who w- was from River Falls, and a couple times we'd go home on the weekends to visit her family and watch the Packer game, but it was the Vikings. 
You're living in Wisconsin, but they got the Minnesota Fox station and not Wisconsin. Disgusting. So you couldn't even living well, in Wisconsin. You cannot watch the <laughs> Packers unless you like go to a bar because their local Fox affiliate was in Minneapolis. I was like blown away. I, mean, I still can't. And that's why there's a lot of reasons I hate the Vikings, but that's one of them right there in my own state. Right. I had to watch the Vikings. Yeah. So there, there's things like that where it kind of dictates uh, who your rival is or who you hate more. But there's yeah for Ohio State to be on there. Yeah. I, I okay. just I don't like Ohio State, but. I mean, there's not a hate there. I mean, so is it I Minnesota? I don't see them enough. What? Um, Who's your least you, favorite Big Ten school? For what, all, factor all of it in geography, competitive on the field, your connection with the football program, personal experiences. Which team? School wise, with almost like? every sport, I'd say Minnesota. What was the game you talk about when you're on the sidelines and they're throwing batteries at you? What? You remember you were talking about you're on the road. It was a away game. You oh, guys had to put up the things behind you. Oh, that's yeah. That wasn't. It wasn't batteries. They were that, that well, was they were Iowa. Something at you when uh, Iowa's been known we, to throw. We things. Like they were throwing air at you. Well, they actually they weren't throwing anything. They charged the sidelines and started like berating people and trying to steal stuff off of our sideline after to steal stuff. Uh, they beat Wisconsin when Wisconsin could have clinched the Big Ten championship Last and go to the Rose the Bowl. I was at that. Yeah, Brutal. but prior to that, I was there for a game where I got. I still don't know if I can say it on air because it's ah, not bad. Just but church when you it combine up. It, I can't. Church That's it the up. Problem. Whisper so, it. Whisper it. I mean, we had these. Do you want to, I mean, we, we have a break in two, yeah, four we, minutes. We you want to talk right. about it during the break? And we had the equipment box. Yeah, we'll, we'll. I'll ask after the break, and maybe we can share that. You but, are Mister Two Segment, um, RJ. I was like in high school. I went to a couple games there with my parents on the walk out of the stadium. Had this old dude in bib overalls who. Didn't wasn't even standing. I don't think he made a sound the whole game. But as we're walking out, he grabs my arm and tells me to enjoy my effing ride home. <laughs> so okay, um, that's funny you say that because that, that yeah. Iowa game. So if people don't forget, this was back really in the no, day. This, this was while I was in high school. So oh, it's even it, this is before that okay. game. Uh, so but, yeah. I was at that the, the game that, where they could have won the Rose, gone to the Rose Bowl. Uh, they actually were. That was one of Alvarez's final years. They were nine and zero. That was when they still played eleven games. I think they were ranked third in the country. Yep. Uh, they Davis lost to Michigan. They lost to Michigan State. So, because at one point you're thinking national championship, they yep. were nine and zero, ranked third in the country. They lose to Michigan State, so you're nine and one. Again, this is when the back in the days of the eleven game schedule. So you go into Iowa, you win that game, you're still going to the Rose Bowl. I think was it like thirty one nothing or something? We just got absolutely yeah, demolished. But like right before the game, the perfect storm happened where everybody else lost, and it's like, hey, right. uh, we have the shot. And the only the only pump up for that game was Alvarez saying, uh, "Do you want to go to the Rose Bowl?" And he walked out of the. There was nothing more than right. that. For the pregame. He and, just walked in. He's like, hey, you want to go to the Rose Bowl? And then just kept walking. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> this is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 535 on a Monday morning. I had forgotten about this one. Back on this date in 1981, Pope John Paul II survived an assassination attempt. A Turkish right-wing extremist fired two shots at the Pope in St. Peter's Square. The Pope was seriously wounded. He had a five-hour operation. He survived, went on to visit his attacker in prison. And I think that's when we started seeing the Mobile pop up on the scene. This date back in 1981. Also on this date in 1989, thousands of students started a hunger strike on Tiananmen Square in Beijing. Remember that? It was nonviolent, 
but it turned violent after the government decided they wanted to crack down on the protesters. About 3,000 unarmed civilians were killed June 3rd and 4th when uh, Tiananmen Square erupted after that supposed nonviolent occupation. And now you know, I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, if you've been following us on social media, now you know we have a new agriculture ambassador in the state of Wisconsin. She is Abigail Martin from Milton, selected from a field of five as our 72nd Alice in Dairyland Saturday evening in Greene County. She'll officially begin her role as Alice on June 3rd. She grew up on her family's fourth-generation registered Holstein farm. She's got a love of dairy cattle and got very involved in county and state fairs. That led her to pursue a degree in dairy science at UW-Madison, where she was involved in the Association of Women in Agriculture, Badger Dairy Club, Collegiate Farm Bureau, also on the Intercollegiate Dairy Judging Team. Now she will take her passion for all things Wisconsin, like good cheese, the Wisconsin Badgers, and our family farms, to the next level as our agriculture ambassador. Caitlin Riley is our current Alice in Dairyland. She will continue in the post, as I said, until June 3rd. She visited with our Reba McClone and Josh Scramlin on Saturday night and had a little advice for Abigail as she gets ready to take on the Alice responsibilities. I would tell the 72nd Alice a similar piece of advice that I was given when I started my year, and it's that you only do have one year, so make sure you make every step count. Introduce yourself to as many people as possible because you never know who you will meet that can have an impact on you or that you can impact, and take as many pictures as you can because you can't go back in time and recapture these moments, and they're going to be great stories to tell from years to come. She is a sweetie. That's our current Alice in Dairyland, Caitlin Riley. One of her final duties as Alice is going to be emceeing and being involved in the program for the Crawford County Dairy Breakfast on the Farm, which will be at Caitlin's home farm in Gaze Mills. Like we said, Abigail Martin taking over officially Monday, June 3rd. And if you want to hear more from the Alice in Dairyland finals, all you need to do is go to MidwestFarmReport.com. You will see our podcasts are there. And uh, Reba and Josh have a complete audio package with Abigail as well as Caitlin from Saturday evening's activities in Greene County. Midwest Farm Report, just look for the podcast there. It's coming up on 539. Boy, this is the time of the year when you notice the babies in the wild, don't you? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sark City, just off Highway 12. Tell you what, if you've been noticing the deer, the fawns, the wild turkeys, maybe the fox, of course the rabbits, remember, they wouldn't mind at all if you decided to put out a feed plot this year. And if you're new to it or trying to upgrade your game, then you want to stop at McFarland's. They have everything you're looking for a very wide range of different types of seeds that you might want to feature plus the drills and tillage assistance that you need to put that plot in properly plus expert knowledge right there behind the counter all you need to do swing in the doors and remember everything at McFarland's all under one roof so if you're looking for a little assistance on those feed plots or you're looking for some of the equipment to get the job done They'll take care of you. McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. 
So Friday, all in all, was a lousy day for production agriculture. We woke up and found out the president had indeed escalated tariffs against China, and that basically meant that the trade talks were tanked. Then we got a World Ag Supply Demand report that showed very big numbers on reserve and as far as expectations of what farmers will be growing again this year. So now farmers are wondering, is there going to be more trade assistance to try to help them weather this storm? U.S. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue is in Japan this week. He was talking with officials from America's fourth largest agricultural customer. He posted a tweet and says he was on the phone with President Trump to discuss just that, an increase in the tariffs against China and the negative impact it's going to have on farmers. Purdue's tweet said, while China may backtrack, POTUS is steadfast in his support for U.S. farmers. He directed USDA to quickly put together a plan to help American farmers. POTUS loves his farmers and will not let him down. So that's about the only thing that we found out on Friday that might be good news to farmers, although most farmers that you talk to say they would rather have the market and not have the government be their biggest customer. Markets in overnight electronic trade right now are still lower. December corn down another two and three quarter cents at three sixty nine and a quarter. November beans are down eight cents right now at eight twenty five and a quarter. July wheat down three cents at four twenty one and three quarters. Barrel cheese on Friday dropped a penny and a half to one seventy one. Forty pound block cheese was down a penny and three quarters at one sixty eight. Double A butter that gained three cents on Friday to close at two thirty four a pound. The fluid milk contracts are mixed. June milk is down three at sixteen twenty eight a hundred weight. July milk up three at sixteen forty one. And now all of a sudden we had fluid milk contracts that were over the seventeen dollar mark. Now we're back in that sixteen seventy to sixteen eighty a hundred weight mark from basically July till the end of the calendar year. If you're a farmer or a livestock owner, I should say, looking for hay, you know how difficult that can be right now. Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service said on Friday they estimate all hay in Wisconsin, 330,000 ton. That is down 31% compared to a year ago. The lowest Wisconsin hay stocks that we've got since they started keeping records back in 1950. So like I said, if you're having a hard time trying to find hay, now you know you're not alone. Coming up next, this is the time of the year when we usually see Spring banquets, graduation ceremonies. Well, the Wisconsin Meat Processors had their Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I'm going to introduce you to one of the inductees next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Plant health and in-season nutrition are cornerstones of finishing strong in your fields. Your local FS crop specialist is the perfect person to walk your fields and provide expert advice to help you protect your yield through the end of the growing season. From energy to agriculture, on the farm or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. 
Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from Mabodies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. Get up and get outdoors with Rogan's Shoes. For a limited time, save an additional 20% on soccer, track spikes, baseball, and golf shoes for the family. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. Shopping at Rogan's is extra fun. Just use your receipt. With it, the shoes you buy are half price. Save now or save later. At Rogan's, your second pair is half price. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. She knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. This is exciting news to me. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You know, this is a fun time of the year. We start getting more activity out in the fields. Kids are getting excited because school's almost done. UW-Madison had its graduation on the weekend. And we've got a lot of award programs that are happening. I had a chance to sit in on the Wisconsin Meat Processors Association Hall of Fame induction ceremonies in the month of May. They had some fantastic industry leaders that they recognized, including Kathy Glass, microbiologist with the Food Research Institute, Craig and Lee Culver, along with Ruth and George Culver, posthumously, the Culver's Restaurant Franchises, and then uh, Larry Clark. Now, Larry Clark is the owner and operator of Lodi Sausage, and I'll tell you what, he's been involved in the meat processing industry his entire career, stretching back to when he started at Oscar Mayer, their Madison location. At that time, Oscar Mayer uh, was actually purchasing live animals and processing them at their Madison location. That's where Larry started. That's where Larry learned how to run a business, and it's turned him into a successful meat processor today. I visited with the Hall of Famer and asked him to tell me more about what it was like when he got started in the meat processing business. Well, they were a very high-quality managed company, and that was their brand, and they wanted to keep it uh, excellent. And uh, we were to buy the livestock that would fit that program. And they had four plants at that time, slaughtering hogs. And uh, they, you know, we'd run them night and day, they, yeah. night and day, uh, <laughs> six days a week sometimes. And then they got into competition on that end of it from IBP when they came in and went into building the new plants and the cheaper labor. And they started phasing out then the slotting operation and bought in a lot of it because their main business was sausage manufacturing, and that's what they were looking for the raw materials for that. That was their whole purpose of the plants. So it has changed. Uh, They are concentrating now, and now they're not even open in Madison anymore, but they're still producing a lot of sausage and uh, marketing it that way. Now, you held a number of uh, positions in the industry. Let's fast forward to when you decided that you were going to go it on your own. What made you decide that at that stage in your life that's what you wanted to do, and why did you pick Lodi? 
Well, the business changes, of course, of the big meat packers, and they got the last job uh, was director of livestock procurement for John Morrell and Company, and I was, uh, rep- and they changed ownership, and I was reporting to a guy, that a nice young man who was buying 5,000 hogs a day, and I was responsible for buying 30,000, and I got uh, tired of the corporate life and started, if I was so smart, maybe I could run a business of my own. And we were back in Madison um, for Christmas. My wife saw an ad in the paper for the Lodi Locker, and we explored that and wrote a business plan. And finally, uh, 30 years ago this June, we bought that, and uh, it turned out to be a good deal for everybody. So, You are a gregarious fellow. You're somebody that a lot of folks like to visit with. So tell me how your perspective coming from the larger corporate side to that small community business model change or what you changed up in your approach Larry well it's certainly certainly different you know instead of thousands of employees we have uh, 10 you know and uh, but coming back to Wisconsin was nice because that's where both my wife and I were from and because of my experience with Oscar Meyer and buying livestock I knew a lot of the farmers around that area and we've got of course a harvest plant and so that was a good start for me and then with the Wisconsin Association and the close relationships with the professors here at the university, I learned a lot more about the sausage-making end of it and uh, a lot of the new programs that came about, and uh, we kind of just went from there. So, We were talking about the evolution of what consumers are looking for. Uh, you used to have a relationship with your butcher. Some of that might have waned a little bit. Now people are suddenly reinvigorated about buying local. Tell me how uh, Lodi Meat has kind of followed that wave, that trend. Well, a few years ago when my son joined the business and he was more into sales and marketing, he approached uh, Metcalf's uh, Markets here in Madison and Miller & Sons in Mount Harbor and Verona and both high-end markets. And they, at that time, were looking for locally sourced products, so it was a fit for both of us. So we are in Madison and Metcalf's two stores. He also has one in Wabatosa carrying our summer sausage and our bacon. Uh, Miller & Sons, too, uh, in they bought a, we were in Verona, and then they bought a store in Mount Horb, and then they built a beautiful big store in Mount Horb, and we supply both of those two with these products, and it's turned out to be a good relationship. What do you find about today's consumer that's interesting to you, Larry? You're not just a guy that's behind the counter, you're out front, too. Tell me what you're learning from them. Well, they're, they're certainly more conscious about where their meat is coming from, and uh, how it's processed, that, it's, that the animals are treated humanely, and they're, they're certainly asked questions about it. Uh, grass-fed beef is a big uh, new thing, too, for us, and we have suppliers that uh, do produce this, and then we can pr- process it, and we have that in the counter for customers. So they're, they're certainly more conscious about what they're eating. Yeah, yeah. So now let's talk a little bit about the flavor profiles, how things have changed, or maybe how your business model has ebbed and flowed. In Wisconsin, uh, you make the point, you got to know the deer population, too. That's a, that's a very important niche market for uh, Lodi Meat. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned over the course of time. You might have come in with a great business plan, Larry, back 30 years ago. Tell me a little bit about what's changed, what you're noticing. Well, the, the customers are more interested in different flavors and different spices rather than the same summer sausage. You know, now we make a garlic and onion summer sausage. We make a jalapeno and cheese summer sausage. Snack sticks, we make jalapeno and cheese and barbecue and pepperoni flavor snack sticks. And we have two kinds of jerky, a teriyaki jerky. Uh, we always had, now we produce a pepper jerky. 
and the deer customers are looking for different items that their family will enjoy rather than just the deer steak. That's why they have this made into these flavors. A lot of them for their children. You know, they love to have the snack sticks especially. And uh, so they're interested in different flavors, different opportunities to have a different meal, you know. Yeah. You know, you mentioned at the podium that you had an opportunity to travel around the state, meet a lot of fellow meat processors, uh, large, medium, what have you, and that you were, uh, you were surprised at how many are out there. You think this is a viable opportunity, a viable future for some of our uh, animal scientists, our kids that are in uh, school but might have an interest in food? I do. This is uh, in this state and a couple other states, but Wisconsin is still the largest state for the largest number of small meat processors. And uh, for whatever reason, our uh, harvest business is the uh, largest it's ever been. We're booked out three or four months on processing cattle and hogs. It's the longest I've ever remembered in 30 years, and I thought that would be a dying part of our business. So uh, it, it still is active. We, uh, we, we uh, process a lot of deer, a lot of deer sausage, as do other people in the state of Wisconsin. And so it's, in the last uh, 10 years, the growth has been, uh, well, I told you today that my son has doubled the sales of our business since he joined the company six years ago. So, Do you like the direction the industry is going? You pointed out how your son helped and you guys helped to get that uh, meat certification, uh, kind of like our master cheesemakers, our master meat uh, processors. And then uh, um, you've got more food safety rules today, Larry, than you ever had to deal with, maybe could have ever imagined. Tell me about that master meat class and why that's something you see critical as our uh, staple for the future. The uh, My son is a good example in that. Yes, he worked in the business when he was in high school, but then he went to college, then he went into the computer business and with a big healthcare company, and he uh, was working in Chicago, and he didn't like that, and he came back to Wisconsin because he wanted to raise his family here, and then he gradually started working at the business again while working in another job, and then saw the future and decided to come full-time. And he didn't have a big background in, in the meat processing industry, so... Jeff and Jeff Sindelar, Dr. Sindelar, just started this meat master, meat master crafter, meat crafter master program, and um, he was in his first class, and it gives him a background in in all types of uh, processing, HACCP, sanitation, uh, government regulations, and uh, he learned uh, sausage making too. So it's a wonderful experience for people that just not the big meat background. So for people that say, well, I I don't even know where to find these people. Meat processors like you with a local story and a local connection, they're still pretty plentiful in Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin has the largest number of them, and they're in a lot of small towns all over Wisconsin. And there's a lot of other uh, big processors, too, that are out of name nationwide that are located in Wisconsin. Right, right. Johnsonville Sausage being one example. So, Where do you see it going? You know, like I said, right now we're enjoying a bit of a renaissance, this re-engagement consumers want to have with their local butcher, their local producer. Where do you see this going? I don't see that there's going to be any decrease. It seems to be on the increase. Businesses have been very healthy. Customers are, consumers are more educated, but are still interested in, in the protein aspect of where their food comes from. Along with Kathy Glass from the Food Research Institute, Craig and Lee Culver, Ruth and George Culver from the Culver's Restaurant Franchises, that's Larry Clark, owner and operator of Lodi Sausage and a mentor to many in Wisconsin's meat processing industry, the Class of 2019 Hall of Fame inductees. And that's the food news we've got for you on a Monday morning. Have a great day. Catch up with you tomorrow.